Could a former coach and familiar face of the Boston Red Sox biggest division rival be a good fit to replace a coaching void in the Boston Red Sox staff? Join me on today's episode of Locked On Red Sox, where I analyze some options to replace Carlos Feebles and Dave Bush. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and happy Friday. We have made it to the end of the week. I don't know about you, but this felt like a really long week to me. So happy I made it to the end of it. Hope you survived it as well. And thank you for starting it by listening to Locked on Red Sox and making it your first listen of every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox straight to your feed Monday through Friday for free. I like to say this is the podcast where I ride all of the emotions that you're feeling. This is the people's podcast. I can relate to everything you're feeling and I ride the waves with you. Red Sox are being frustrating. I'm frustrated. Red Sox are not playing well. I'm mad. Red Sox are playing very well. I'm ecstatic. So Join me on this crazy ride every day. Make it your first listen of every day. On today's show, I'm going to be analyzing potential options of who could replace Carlos Feebles and Dave Bush. Earlier this week, the news came out that the Red Sox decided to remove Carlos Feebles, the third base slash infield coach, and Dave Bush, the pitching coach. From their respective positions within the Boston Red Sox organization, this makes total sense to me to do. Both of them were not showing a whole lot of ability to improve the players in the certain positions that they were in that those two guys were coaching. The pitching staff just has been a problem since Bush has been here and the Red Sox were running into a lot of base running mistakes with Feebles as the infield coach and third base coach and making a lot of defensive errors. So it's good to see that there's going to be change in those areas. The question then becomes, who replaces them? Could we see a familiar face in there or a familiar coach of a rival team Possibly, I think there's a lot of directions that the Red Sox could go. One name to me that stands out from a pitching standpoint is Connor McGinnis from the Dodgers. Um, Can you think of a team that is better at really developing pitchers than the Dodgers? There's consistently good players coming up to pitch, whether that's a proven stud pitcher that they sign be a free agency or trade for, or a guy they call up from their minor league system, regardless of who it is, there's always talented pitching in that rotation and in that bullpen. And you don't really have to worry about whether the Dodgers are going to be a good pitching team. It's really telling of the person you have in that position that's working with the pitchers. He's held the title of assistant pitching coach for a while now with the Dodgers. Um, And 
we've seen the likes of players like Tony Gonsolin, Dustin May, Bruised or Gratterall develop into really elite arms for that club. Um, and it's hard not to argue that he'd be a good fit because of just the masterpiece that he's put together. And even I think of a pitcher like Ryan Brazier, who pitched in Boston for a while this season and really struggled and then went to the Dodgers after the Red Sox DFA'd him. And he just has been pitching a lot better in LA. And I don't know what changed because that guy could not figure it out or get it together on the mound in Boston. So whatever it was that changed, I'm all for it. Um, the Dodgers are obviously doing something right. And when I look at that example, he was a pitcher I thought was not fixable. So it's hard to, for me to feel like going against somebody like McGinnis in that role. Ruben Niebla, the pitching coach for the Padres, um, used to be in the Cleveland Guardians organization and kind of made a name for himself that way. He has a great track record. Um, He's had seven seasons as a minor league pitching coordinator and oversaw the development of Shane Bieber, Trevor Bauer, and Mike Clevenger all when they were in the minor league system with Cleveland. Um, And he now is working with Blake Snell out in San Diego. Um, could he be a good fit? When you think about minor league pitching coaches, you don't always think about um, how they could make an impact at the major league level. But I think their impact at the major league level could be just the same. If they're able to develop pitchers who are absolute studs at the minor league level, who's to say that they can't turn players into studs at the major league level? Like imagine somebody like him working with Brian Bayo and taking his game from good to great. I could totally see that being a realistic and feasible thing to happen if he comes in and joins the organization. I like the idea of a minor league pitching coach being brought in because they really understand what process these pitchers go through at the minor league level to get themselves up to par with being a major league pitcher. So if they can get themselves up to par at the minor league level with him, why would he not make for a good fit at the major league level? So that's another option that I would totally endorse um, from a pitching coach standpoint. Um, another pitching coach, this one would kind of be, you know, a bit of a pipe dream to me, but what if we steal Matt Blake from the Yankees? I mean, yes, it's the Yankees and it's just nobody likes them because, I mean, they're the Yankees. Um, but he has actually done a good job. I mean, the Yankees pitching staff has not really been what their issue has been over the last few years. It's really been more their offense, not being able to have enough hitters who can be disciplined at the plate and do more besides hit home runs. And that's been an issue for them for a while now, but their pitching really has not been. They've they've had a really solid bullpen for the last few years, really, and a starting rotation that has kept them in contention. Granted, they did not have a good 2023 season. They did have some injuries to their pitching staff, but there has to be a reason why their pitching is in contention 
um, you know, quite a bit as arguably one of the best pitching staffs in the American League, at least, if not the league. Um, so I'm looking into Matt Blake. I don't know if he'd want to necessarily leave New York or if he feels confident enough there um, to, you know, feel like he should move and start over at this point. But it could be a fresh change for him because when he's been around the Yankees and they've struggled to come through in the postseason quite a bit, he might be looking for something else. So it's not a bad option for the Red Sox to look into. There's obviously certain criteria that they have for these candidates that they're going to be interviewing for their respective roles. But it really just depends on, is he open to a new opportunity? Who knows? Coming up, I'm going to be continuing to go over some options that I feel like could be a good fit to join the Boston Red Sox organization from either a pitching coach standpoint or a third base coach standpoint. And you won't want to miss it because it's very likely that one of these could happen. What you also don't want to miss is downloading the Sleeper app. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You know what I love about the Sleeper app is that entries can be made in under a minute and there's so many different daily picks that you can make that it has to take up none of your time and you don't have to do a lot of thinking because it's a one-time pick. So it's not going to be a huge long-term effect on you if it doesn't work out, but it could be a really nice payout for you if you do hit on it. So sleeper is the way to go if you're, you know, really into fantasy baseball because it is the number one fantasy baseball app. What you also want to do is download a different app, SiriusXM, if you want to make sure you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game next season and really feel prepared. SiriusXM will have you covered from that standpoint, so you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball moving forward. And let me tell you, you might not want to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball in 2024, especially if they bring in the right person to handle third base tasks and the right person to handle the pitching staff. When it comes to working with a pitching staff at the major league level, you need somebody who is really able to connect with the players and who might be a better person to connect with the players than Astros pitching coach Josh Miller. Um, he is somebody who has had a good track record. Um, I like what he's been doing with the Astros pitchers. I mean, look at that rotation and just how strong that collective group of pitchers is. I mean, the Astros won their division once again, granted it being on the last day of the regular season. Um, they've had some injuries this year, but it seems like year after year, we look at the Astros and in that conversation when it gets to playoff time is, oh, are there teams out there 
that can compete with this Astros pitching staff when they beat the Red Sox in the ALCS in um, 2021. The Red Sox simply just did not have the pitching staff that they have. And we, you have Justin Verlander at the helm of your pitching staff. Chances are you're going to succeed. And if you think about just the number of pitchers who have cycled through the Astros organization, you know, they're doing something right over there. And I would be okay with having an Astros product. And obviously Alex Cora is familiar with the Astros organization and how they operate. So if I'm the Boston Red Sox, I'm looking at a familiarity thing because yes, Alex Cora is the on-field manager. So who comes into the coaching positions is not his responsibility to decide, but um, he should be able to have coaches that he can get along with and really connect well with. Um, so I'm looking at it as a situation where if he's familiar with the Astros process, it could help correlate to him being able to be a good fit for the Boston Red Sox and connecting with Alex Cora. So it's definitely another option to look into. From a third base standpoint, it could be a family reunion in Boston. Joey Cora of the New York Mets. For those of you who don't know, Joey Cora is actually the older brother of Alex Cora. And he's just always for a long time been viewed as one of the better third base coaches in Major League Baseball. He's held that title with the White Sox, Pirates, and Mets. And at all three of those places, he's had a track record of success. Um, Alex Cora actually was talking about his brother back in 2022 and said he does everything right. I know we have heroes and most of them live outside your house, but my hero was right there. He was eating rice and beans just like me. He did everything. He went to college. He was a big leaguer. He was a coach. Just follow his lead and you are going to be okay. And so far, I've been doing okay. That's just such a sentimental way to talk about a brother. And if Alex Cora feels that connected to Joey, there's a good chance that would correlate into them being able to work well together on the same coaching staff. And people don't realize how important it is to have coaches that can work well with your current ones. And if he is a good option, it would be because he is Cora's brother He understands how he operates and how he works. And Alex Cora could talk to him about his players and who does what well. And it could be a really good combination of people there. And if he is very knowledgeable about being a third base coach, this team certainly needs somebody who is that can come in and clean up a lot of the mistakes that they've been making defensively and on the base paths because it's just gotten to be so many. And it's honestly, you know, pretty irritating. But another guy who could be an option as a third base coach is Phil Nevin. He's a free agent right now. He also was with the Yankees organization, the third base coach from 2017 to 2022, um, and had success in that time before he eventually got hired as the Angels bench coach um, and eventually the managerial job. So he has a lot of experience. What I like about Nevin is he's been in a few different positions. So um, he has good exposure to 
being in a lot of different positions on a coaching staff, whether that's the manager, a bench coach, or a third base coach. And I feel like more experience is so important to hiring a coach to be brought in to your staff. And if I'm the Red Sox, I'm looking at that experience and saying that's an impressive resume because being able to do more than one thing can always help. And I've always said the more versatile that you are, the better off you'll be and the more you can offer to your job, no matter what that is. I mean, if you're applying for jobs right now and you can talk about in an interview, I can do this one thing, but I can also do this other thing. And I've had experience doing both. You're going to be so much better off in life when it comes to getting future job opportunities. And when I'm looking for somebody who is versatile and has a lot of experience and has also worked with both the Yankees and the Angels, which are kind of opposites in terms of their ability level and playoff experience. The Yankees, on one hand, didn't have a good 2023 season after he left, but were always a playoff team in the seasons that he was there. Um, so that, for one, alone is telling that, you know, something fell off the bus wheels-wise for the Yankees after he left that organization, but they were always a playoff team with him there. And then he goes to the Angels, who have just not as much talent on that team and not as much of an ability level to be able to make a deep playoff run um, and is able to step in and take over that managerial job. And as the manager, you have to work with all the coaches on the staff. And so for him to be able to have an understanding and appreciation for what the manager does, as well as a bench coach and other you know, base coaches and just coaches around the staff. He has probably been able to observe a lot about being in both a club that has success and makes the playoffs and another one that struggles more and doesn't have as much success. So if he could come into the Boston Red Sox situation where they're kind of in between right now, they haven't had sustained success over the last few years, but they've also had, um, you know, appearances like 2021 where they were in the ALCS where they've shown a lot of ability. So if they're looking for somebody to take over as a third base coach who has a successful track record, has been in multiple positions on a coaching staff and can really understand what it's like to adapt and be on multiple coaching staffs and in multiple positions, Phil Nevin to me is the guy. I would not be surprised if the Red Sox have similar thinking and they decide to at least interview him as well because I truly believe he could be a really good fit. Coming up next, I'm going to be talking about what makes for a good third base coach and what makes for a good pitching coach. What characteristics should the Red Sox be looking for when they have this coaching search? Sports betting is fun, and this is a fun time of year for it. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, predict what will happen in the next at-bat with quick bets. 
So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Make every moment more totally rings true to me because FanDuel can make every moment matter for you and make you win a ton of money in the process. I love FanDuel. It's so easy to navigate. There's so many different types of picks you can make on there and so many opportunities to win big. So if you're thinking about getting into sports betting, first of all, do it. And second of all, do it through FanDuel. Also, Download the SiriusXM app today as you're listening to the show. Just go to the App Store and search for the SXM app. Search Red Sox, and they can provide with you the home broadcast of every game so that you don't have to miss a single pitch. And who likes missing pitches? I mean, I understand why you might have wanted to miss some games during the 2023 season, but I expect it to be a lot more fun in 2024. So you certainly will not want to miss this. And When it comes to the 2024 season, the Red Sox mean business. They've already shown that they're willing to make some changes by getting rid of third base coach Carlos Feebles and um, pitching coach Dave Bush. They are now on the search for not only those two positions, but also somebody to replace Heim Bloom, who they got rid of about a month ago or so. But the question becomes, what characteristics consolate for a good pitching coach? To me, the most important thing is um, being personable. Being personable is what will make you a good pitching coach. Pitching is such an individualized activity. You need to have your own routine and your own mechanism for being able to be a successful pitcher and finding your own pregame routine, your own ways to constantly be improving your game and You need to work with somebody who can help you do that. My fiance is a hitting coach um, professionally. He works with a lot of high school age kids, college age kids, and even kids younger than that. And when he's working with them on their swing, I've seen him do it before. It's so individualized and he's adapting in game um, to talk to a kid in the dugout or at the training facility when they have an individual hitting lesson with him, the way he's explaining it to each kid is different. So you have to understand the way that that player operates and what they bring to the table. And if I have the Red Sox ideal pitching coach, it's somebody who can connect with every player at an individual level that's on that pitching staff and understand their strengths, understand their weaknesses, understand what makes them feel more and less confident, what might rattle them during games, what situations you might need to go out for a mound visit and talk to them for. I feel like Dave Bush didn't have that sense of familiarity and um, just connectivity with each of the players. It was more he was going through the motions, paying attention during the games, taking mound visits when there were runners on base but not really knowing whether the mound visit was going to be good or bad for the pitcher. Cause sometimes the mound visit backfired because it took them out of focus and um, ended up making the damage a lot worse than it could have been. Um, so if I'm the Boston Red Sox, I'm looking for somebody who can actually not be afraid to get to know each of those pitchers and know, Hey, this is a circumstance where, 
Yes, he just gave up two walks in a row, but maybe he's better off just continuing to pitch instead of me going out there so he doesn't lose focus because that's what better for him. Is what's what's better for him. So that is the number one most important thing for me. Second of all, somebody who can really understand um when it is or is not time to put different pitchers in different positions. I feel like when Alex Cora was deciding who to put where in games, the pitching coach is working with these guys a lot more. So I want somebody who's not afraid to step up and say to Alex Cora, hey, I don't think Josh Winkowski is best in this situation. I think Brendan Bernardino would be the better choice. Um, so somebody who's willing to come in and say, yeah, I like Brendan Bernardino and this is the type of situation that he could thrive in. With the pitching coach being the one who is working more directly with the pitchers, I want somebody who's not afraid to vocalize their opinion and say who they think could be the best option to be brought in in a certain situation to pitch because it's hard to make those in-game decisions. I've already acknowledged this about managers. They have a very difficult job with having to decide who should be pitching when and um, you know who is the best option in certain situations. And maybe Alex Cora isn't always the guy who's best fit to do that. And maybe it is the pitching coach. Um, and Alex Cora obviously has to be the one to come out there and pull the trigger on pulling a pitcher and bringing somebody else in. But I think the pitching coach needs to be more involved with letting him know, hey, let's try to give this guy another batter and see if he can get out of the inning. Or we should pull him now because this is going downhill, I can see. Um, so the person who has the pitching mind should be able to be the one going out there and have a say in that. When it comes to ideal characteristics of a hitting coach, um, that is definitely having a sense of awareness. That's the most important thing to me for that. Having an awareness of what's going on on the field and being able to adjust in game to those circumstances. When Feebles was playing third base, there were too many base running errors and guys trying to run home on a hit ball that wasn't hit that deep rather than staying at the base that they're at um, and not taking that chance. And other times when I would say, why is he holding him when he could have beaten that out and gone home and scored a run? So there were a lot of scenarios during the 2023 season where I sat there and said, I don't really understand the thought process for him behind um, sending him there or not sending him there. A third base coach needs to be sharp and needs to be able to make quick decisions in game. And that's when I look at the qualifications for being the new third base coach for the Boston Red Sox as the most important thing is, do they have a quick sense of sharpness about them where they have that ability to see where the ball is hit and know if the player can make it home? And along those same lines, Understanding the position players and their athleticism, who on the team is fast, who on the team is not fast, who can score from second base on a ground ball hit through the gap, um, even if it's not hit to the wall and it's stopped by an outfielder, who can realistically score from second? If you have Jaron Duran on the bag, yes, the answer is he can. So you're sending him when he rounds third. Um, Justin Turner, no, you keep him at third. 
And then the next batter you hope can do something that can drive him in. So having an awareness of your players and how fast they are and their ability to read the ball, because you need to be eyes for them. Sometimes they're also trying to focus on the plate to see if they can steal a base, if there's a good opportunity to steal a base, to get them into scoring position for the hitter who is at the plate to hopefully drive them in with a hit after the fact. So there's a lot of things that the base runner is focused on. Um, So as the third base coach, you have to be willing and able to be those eyes for that person who's on base because they're not always going to be able to do that on their own. So who is a third base coach that is able to be those reliable eyes for them, but also knows who they can and can't trust? Who needs more guidance on the bases? Justin Turner knows as the veteran player that he is when he should and should not be trying to chance it. Sometimes they have to listen to their third base coach and not override what the third base coach says. But who on this team can and can't be trusted in certain situations? I feel like Feebles lacked the ability to understand um, when a certain player should or shouldn't be running and a lack of understanding of helping them to know if it's the right time to run. As a professional baseball player, granted, they should know that on their own. So it would be ideal if they did know that on their own and didn't need him to assist them like that. Um, But you definitely want somebody who genuinely knows the guys on the roster and isn't just paying attention to in-game situations and deciding then, oh, that ball looks hard enough. You should go. No, if you have somebody who is one of the slowest players on the team or is slower with judgment and might take longer to leave the base before they decide to round the bases, then you need to incorporate for that and say, hey, maybe I keep him at third right now based on who's coming up next. And I trust that that guy can drive him in. So a lot of circumstantial things, but the common theme here for both a new pitching coach and a third base coach is being personable and being understanding and aware of who the players on the roster are. That to me is going to put the Red Sox above everybody else because I didn't get that connected feel between the coaches and the players this year that we're used to seeing with the Boston Red Sox. So hopefully they can find guys to replace them who have that ability to make that environment back to what it was. As always, keep the faith. Let's go Red Sox. And I will catch you on the flip side.